0: Namaste, greeting. welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Sotitim. First of all, I like to pay respect to the triple gems. I like to pay respect to the Buddha. I like to pay respect to the Dharma. And I like to pay respect to the Sangha. Hello again, everyone. Hope all is well with you all. As you've been following me through the many episodes that I have so far, I think you probably get to understand the main concentration of uh, what I have been trying to Communicate to you about Buddha's teaching, what the Buddha taught. As always, the concentration is on our mind because our mind is everything. Without our mind, there is no you, there is no me. Right? So the mind is what we need to understand. The mind is the software that runs the hardware body, right? Just like the uh, car, the automobile, okay? The mind is the driver, okay? The mind is the driver. The driver makes decide to make a right turn, then the car go to the right. the driver decide to go left then it, it turns left then the car will go left. So the car is the body right and the driver is the mind. So the body or the car is just an instrument it does not do anything uh, by itself it does things according to what the mind um tell tells it directed it, what to do what to say where to go what to move how to move and all that right um the body is just a body it's independent it has no opinion it has it's no um bias or uh, thought or anything like that. It's just a a completely innocent object that's our body. Our body is purely an innocent object that is just there. Um, to enable us to cognize and to recognize what goes on, right, in this world. Because the body is a store of energy. And with this energy that is running inside the body, consciousness arises so the car as long as the car engine is running and the car engine has um all the components running well works well you know the uh, the piston the wheels the different um uh, you know hoses and tubes inside the engine everything is function and it's running and humming then you know the vehicle can go, so the driver also depends on the the uh the wellness of the car, so all the parts of the car has to be working, otherwise even the driver wants to go left the car can go or won't start then go nowhere. So, the driver depends on the, on the vehicle itself. Okay, just like us, we have this body. This body has many different mechanisms, many different uh, components to it, and all have to function. Okay, and all have to function in order for, for, the, for the mind, to operate, and for the mind to be, at, especially for the mind to, to be at least uh, not in suffering, is that the body has to be healthy. Because when the body is not healthy, um, the body cannot perform or cannot function according to what the mind wants to do right so just like a car just like a motorcycle we have to take care of it you know maintain it clean it do oil change and put gas into it it's very much the same thing you know it's it's a a, it's a it's like a mirror uh Object of what our body is doing, because we create those vehicles, so it it mimics what we do, what the body does right so our body is the same thing when the body the body needs energy, so we supply energy in terms of food uh, instead of giving, giving it um, gasoline like uh, we give to motorcycles and and automobiles, we give food to our body. Okay, so in order for the body to keep running, food and water and all that, that's energy for the body. And yes, of course, if you put in garbage, you will get uh, a body that is not performing um, to its up uh, optimum level, right? It's just like a, a gasoline car. And if you put diesel fuel in it, that car is not gonna do well, okay or if if your car require a supreme gasoline high octane and you give it just a regular you know octane gasoline, it doesn't go as fast or as smooth as it as it is supposed to to be so in terms of body function, in terms of uh, the physical f- form, our body and the car and the automobile, they pretty much uh, function in the same way. And that's why one of I mean one of the thing important things that we need to do is take care of this body, right? Give it proper food, not junk food, you know, healthy food. Vegetable, fruits, you know, not no no processed sugar or cake or ice cream, things like that, try to stay away. Not that you completely, but uh once in a while, you know, you can have a little bit here and there, but if you uh, consume those things all the time, you know you're putting junk stuff into the engine. See? You have to be mindful of what you put in. What you put in is what turns into the body. Okay? Um, Let's say you have a banana in your hand. That banana is is a banana. It's outside. But once you put that banana, you eat that banana into your body, that banana becomes you. Right? So you... You... Are the product in you know, a in a way the the body the physical body of you uh, is a product of the food that you put into. Okay, so if you put in good stuff, the body, uh, you know, the body is a is a product of nature. Okay, so nature needs natural stuff. Okay. So if you put in fruits and vegetables and, you know, a lot of uh, nutritious stuff, you know, into the body, then the body uh, will like it and it keeps uh, running healthy. But if we, if we put in uh, greasy stuff, fried food, right, a lot of uh, spicy stuff that can cause in- inflammation, Okay, and in the body, then, I mean, of course, the body is going to react naturally, you know, giving us um, stomach ache, headache, diarrhea, and different kinds of uh, sickness and uh, disease depending on what you cons- we consume. So what we eat, what we smoke, what we inhale, what we drink, it's all, they all important, right? I think we don't have to talk too much about that. And we should always, we should be aware of that already. So that's a part of the, the body, right? And the body, so it, the body, as, as you already know, the body can influence the mind in the way that when the body is sick, the mind can become upset. The mind can become sad because that's not what the mind wants. Right? Our mind wants to do things. Right? That uh, that uh, make itself feel good and make itself happy and all that. But when the body is sick, the mind cannot do what the mind wants. Okay? So... What does the ordin- ordinary mind does when the body is not cooperating? The mind gets upset. Okay? The mind uh, becomes fearful sometimes, or the mind becomes sad. The mind becomes uh, angry because the body does not cooperate. Okay, so the body can influence the mind that way, right? So it is important to take care of the body to the best of our ability. Okay, and because just in in uh, in a Buddha's teaching, the body does have a big influence on a reg- regular ordinary ordinary mind. And of course, the mind also has big influence on the physical body, right? The two are interacting with each other, okay? So when the mind is, let's say, let's say you have, you start out with a, a normal function, uh, physical body, your body is good and all, but then the mind keeps Uh, getting stressed out, okay? And you keep saying that I'm stressed, okay? I'm stressed out or I'm anxious or sad or whatever. But if you have learned so far, um, we've been uh, saying that the mind is being stressed and it's not you, right? But a lot of people, most most of the people say that I am whatever, right, da-da-da-da, I am stressed, I am happy, I am sad, and, and whatnot. So that is the key, that is one of the key ways to learn, to practice, to understand about uh, our mind, that uh, about the ident- uh, identification with our own, with our mind. Okay, so... Again, you know, a lot of time, this is in many, many ways, uh, there's repetition, repetition, you know, in what I talk because it's all about our mind. So, yes, when the mind is under stress, when the mind is anxious, the mind is shy, angry, or whatever, it creates this. Uh, commotion in the physical body right because it, it it creates this energy the mind is is a major uh, energy consumption okay the mind consume most of the energy um mo- more than any other organs in our body okay the mind use the most and whatever energy the mind creates it 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 uh affects the in, the entire body okay it affects the entire body so if if you are in distress right uh, because the mind is thinking of whatever it is it's your whole body become becomes uh tense right becomes uh uh agitated and and you know having raising feeling feeling numb or feeling uh hot or what not depending on your emotion right so the whole body is affected by what the mind or what uh is dictating okay so the mind is the main driver okay so the mind is the main driver and the mind the the the, the automatic okay The automatic natural way, natural function, okay, the automatic natural function of the mind is to react, okay, to react to all the phenomenon that is happening, okay, that is happening, because that is the mode, that is the natural mode of the physical function. To protect itself to protect itself from danger, so that is a default that is the default mode of the mind, okay so when you when when the, the mind react to things, react to danger, react to different situations and circumstances, it's a natural way, okay. It's a natural instinct of the mind to protect itself and from uh, to and to protect the body from being harmed uh, from the uh, danger and from all all that. So because of that, the mind create um, different chemical. Okay, inside inside a body, and it it gives the uh, the. The directive to the to the body how to function. Okay, so the different chemicals that the mind create, okay, gives different. uh gives different senses. Feeling, to the body, okay, so. It creates serotonin. It creates. What you i I think dopamine or you know the different kinds of chemicals um inside ourselves inside you inside of me, and this kind of this kind of uh, emotion or this kind of chemical reaction affects our uh, entire body okay so that is the natural way that our mind. Reacts to things. Okay. That's the natural way that our mind reacts to everything. It reacts to the sound. Different language. The, to the language. Okay. It reacts to what we see, we hear, we smell. And, how we, uh, how, and the feeling that we touch. That. See? That's what it comes down to. It comes down to these five senses that we have. And the mind react right so when there a lot when many people who study Buddhism, okay and they study about the precept that they that we're not supposed to be uh, the stuff that we're not supposed to be doing thou shall not kill you know, shall not uh commit adultery, shall not steal shall not um you know uh, you know practice um, like do not drink, okay, do not lie, all kinds of uh, wholesome and unwholesome activity that we not we should not be doing and all that so all of most of the practitioners who study um, the teaching. And not just us. I mean, there are also also other religions that teach of uh, doing good things, right? Wholesome things, um, helping each other and all that. There are people, uh, there are other religions who teach um, pretty much uh, the same thing when it comes to morality, uh, you know, which... In Pali term called Sila. Okay, um, things like that, and also you know with the different um, lesson that many Buddhists have studied, you know, you years and years after going to the temple and listen to different Dharma talk about you know what you know what the Buddha said. What the Buddha taught. Okay, to uh, abide by the rule, or not to, and you try not to be angry. And we all learn that yet yeah, what the three poisons are, you know, greed, anger, or hatred, and ignorance. A lot of people learn of that. Okay, learn about all of these uh, things, un- unwholesome things. Okay. But the thing is they learn all of that they they study it well they recite it they, they remember it you know well in the, in their in their memories okay it, um, they can recite the Sutra for you back and forth they can recite the teaching back and forth you can ask questions okay they know it exactly at what. You know, at what page of the, uh, in uh in what lesson in the Tripitaka. Okay, in what volume of the of the uh, Buddhist canon that uh, the saying belongs to, they remember. There's, there's so many smart people who can remember have who have good memories. Okay, they remember. through the page number and all that, but, but. they call that is as practice, which is not correct. Practice is not that. That is what you learn, okay, what you remember. You learn from school, you remember the lesson. But when it comes to the practicality of the lesson, when it comes to use that, to to apply that to day to daily life it seems like they leave everything in the book and then when it comes to issue in their life when it comes to obstacle that they encounter in their life very <coughs> excuse me <coughs> very small things that they encounter in life don't have to be big things okay because Remember do not underestimate the small things, the small obstacle that we encounter in life that is very big in a way, in a word, another word. Why? It's because if you cannot handle little things in life, there's no way you can handle big things in life. Okay? So what are those little things that I'm talking about? You know, let's say uh, you've been going to the temple, to the pagoda, to the to the to the different retreat meditation center and all that stuff. But when you come back home, come back home to society, and when you come back uh, into your car with your spouse, with your family, okay, uh, in you interact with your friends and coworkers, you back to the same old you. See all you study all you learn is left at the temple it's left in the book okay so when when you were at the temple or you were you know when you were in the class studying, you're in a different set of 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 mind right you put your mind to uh, you you set yourself down uh you know calm your mind. So you study and you agree to the Buddha's teaching that yes, it's good. Okay, so in that particular moment your mind is good. Okay, doing well. Good. That okay. You say, hey, I'm good. But when you, after you leave the class, after you leave the meditation center or the retreat center, there you go again. You're back to the same old uh routine and you know your spouse or your children or your friend or your coworker say something or give you something do something that is not of uh to your liking boom you get upset again okay back to the same thing nothing changed see What that tells you is this. What you have not understand comp- what the Buddha's teaching is all about. Because nothing has changed. It doesn't seem to help. Even though after all the lessons that you study, all the things that you think is good. But when you come back home, when you come back to a real life, okay, quote and real life, you're having issue again. With your boyfriend, with your girlfriend, with your parents, with your siblings, and every, and everyone else. Where what happened to the to the study? What what happened to the lesson? It's all they all go back into the book, huh? And, and they all go and stay behind at the temple. And even here, let's say you listen to something, you say, okay, yeah, that sounds, that sounds good, yeah, makes sense. But after you listen to this podcast, done, you go back, and then you start, whatever, same, nothing changed. Right? You go back there, you uh, encounter somebody you don't like before, the hatred feeling arises. And there you go. You see, you gone. What happened? What happened? You think it see that is the question that you should ask yourself. See what is going on here? I learned all of this thing here, but why is my mind still like that? Why is it that I can't control my mind. Why? I know all the precepts. Okay? I can recite back and forth the sutra. I know the teaching. But why why is my mind still like this? That's the question that you should ask yourself. Because this teaching, the Buddha's teaching is about the very your very own thinking your very own emotion nobody else it's for you it's the benefit or no benefit is you to figure out okay so the question that you should always ask. Yourself that you should always keep in mind at the back of your mind at every single moment in your breathing life. Okay, in your breathing life, many little things can happen right now. You're washing dishes in the kitchen. And something, someone, says something, okay, that you didn't like. You, you feel upset right away. Okay? When that feeling arises, that is the question that you should ask yourself. Huh? What is this? Okay, that is Buddha's teaching. Right then and there. Don't go look out elsewhere. That you're gonna do good deed to other people. I perform all this. I do this donation. I, you know, uh help a lot of organization and I do. I help out the temple. And all. No, 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 no. That is something okay. That is some. That is good deed. That is not not bad okay there's nothing wrong with that but the important thing is right here is right there inside of you when you have this very emotion arising you when at that at the moment that's you hear something somebody say to you I don't like your, your hairstyle why your makeup look like that it looks kind of weird And hmm, you have this unpleasant feeling arise. That is the teaching right there. That is the teaching right there. Okay? It's not out there in the book. It's not in the temple. It's right there inside of you. At that very moment, that is what the, the Buddha is trying to point to. Right there in that moment that your feeling happens, you need to ask yourself that question. Hey, this feeling I'm having that I don't like, why do I have that? What is this? Okay? What is this? Instead of being upset, so, when you feel upset about something that somebody said to you, or somebody give you a, what you call, dirty look, ugly look, or whatever, right? And, and, and then your mind reacts negatively right away, right there you stop and ask yourself, I'm feeling it again. What is it? Why am I still feeling this? What is this feeling? That is the only way that you can learn about yourself instead of uh, reacting and responding to What people say or do? Okay. You say, wait a minute. Okay. Let me watch my mind. What is my my, uh, reaction to what my wife just said, to what my husband just said, to what my boyfriend just said, to what my girlfriend just said? Why did I react? like that? Why did my mind react like that? Why? You see? That's where you should ask the question. Okay? That's where you should ask the question. That's where the practice is. Not at the temple, not at, in the book, those are the lessons that you can draw from. Okay? But when you go to apply it, it is you apply it to right there. So with that, now you have to when that moment arises in within you, the feeling that you have arises within you. Okay? Push as we Stop yourself right there and, th- and, say, and say to yourself, Hey, I have this feeling arise within me. Right now, I'm just going to ask you to concentrate on the negative feeling, not the positive, not the happy one. Okay, but they both work the same way. But let's say you are upset. Okay. Okay. Right in there ask yourself uh, what happened to to my study? Why why am I mad again? Okay. Then then I start didn't I learn from the book saying that anger is a poison It's a poison of the mind. So here I am. Being angry. So that is the poison right here. Okay? So this is the poison right here that uh, that I am experiencing right now. You see? See, that is called direct understanding. Okay? That is called direct understanding. The poison. The anger. The hatred that arise right there, and then you said, Ah, you see, I see it now. The master or the teacher taught us about the three poisons: greed, hatred, anger, ignorance. And now you start to catch it. You say, okay, oh, here's the poison. You see? When you feel upset or angry or mad with someone or something, you know right way that, oh, this the it's poison that the Buddha taught. It's not anywhere, it's, you know, anywhere in the, it's not in the book, it's in here. Okay? I have it right here, right now. I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing it right now. My mind is not happy. My mind is upset with what I just heard, with what I just saw. My mind is upset. My mind is not happy. So that is the poison. That is the poison. You see, my mind did not like what it heard. Why? You see? So, now you bring the teaching inside, to the inside of you, instead of leaving the teaching in the book instead of leaving the teaching at the temple. Okay? Now you bring the teaching inside of you, to inside of you. Say, oh, okay, I get it now. So the teaching say the poison of anger is this, 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 this. It leads to this, this, this. But now I'm experiencing it right now inside of me that very poison right here so and now I can understand that when I have this poison inside of me when I am when this anger arise within my mind when the mind when my mind become upset my mind start to do all kinds of additional thinking or my mind wanted to respond in a negative way and the reason is because my mind could not hear what the other person say and my mind tried to be right trying to protect itself instead of assessing what the mind heard. You see? So what did the Buddha say about hearing? The Buddha said, let's hearing, be just hearing. Let's seeing, be just seeing. Okay? See, but for most of us, when we hear stuff, it's not just hearing. We do have this natural, this natural, this automatic reaction to the sound that we heard, that we hear. We have the natural reaction what we see that is the teaching that we need to practice that we need to observe it's that very moment so of course that moment is now because you are always seeing you are always hearing you always Smelling things, tasting things, and feeling the comfort, feeling through the body. So, every moment that you are conscious, every moment that you are awake, that is the moment that you are supposed to be aware of all the phenomena that is happening. You see? Not at the temple. Not while you're at the med- meditation retreat. No. Right now. This is when you practice. Because you are seeing all the time. You're hearing all the time. You're smelling all the time. Now you follow your mind all the time. Okay? Okay? Now, the practice becomes constantly with you, always inside of you, not out there, not wait until a certain special occasion or special day, like full moon day, uh, no full moon day, half moon day, whatever. No. this, you know, this. No such thing. You, You don't wait until a certain period of time to practice the Dharma. No. The Dharma is now. The Dharma is happening all the time. Right now. That's when you practice. So you practice with the seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching sensation you study your old mind how your mind reacts right how the mind thinks because when the mind reacts as we all know okay now I'm reminding you of the uh, old lesson in my previous talks as the mind as a mind reacts Okay, it proliferates. It starts adding more thought to it. And that's how the monster grows. See, negativity grows or positivity can grow either. You know, either of those feelings grow according to the spin that the mind keeps producing. See, so when the mind grab hold to a certain uh ide- idealism, I guess, you know that that's the word, or a certain thought, certain emotion, certain idea that the mind thing is right. There's cling going on to that very idea, emotion or whatnot, and the mind will compound onto it with additional thought. Because, remember, the mind is a stream of thought. It does not stop. So, one thought after another, the mind creates on top of it and it snowballs. So, when... You don't catch it early enough in the process. Okay, and, and at the uh, at the beginning process, whatever emotion that is, it become it will grow like a become a monster in due times. When you start out with an idea of uh, whatever is sad or, you know, especially like uh, in depression, you have this idea in your head that about something happened that uh, is not fair, let's say, right? That you, didn't, you don't deserve to, to, to experience that, uh, that. You don't deserve to lose that or whatever, and once the mind uh, clings on to that very thought, it keeps accumulating more thought of the same emotion, and it builds up on top of it, and it brings you into a, a deeper hole, or it builds up itself into a bigger monster and more and more and more. So, in other words, when that happens, you are completely lost. You are completely under, under the grip of your own mind without knowing that you are in the grip of your own mind. Because at that Time, at that particular moment you identify yourself with those emotions you become your mind you see that's why a lot of people when they get uh, hooked on into those feelings the mind cling on to that now they say I'm depressed it's not that the mind is depressed or the mind is sad or anxious Now they become that that depression, and once that happens, it's hard to uh, to to realize what's going on because you become what it is. The mind tells you. You see. That's why it's so important not to overlook the little things at the beginning. Because, as you heard this before, big fires start with a little spark, okay a little spark, and that's how big fires uh, comes to be and it grows it grows it grows it's the same thing your thought, your emotion grows, okay it builds on top of. Of itself, and once that grows, you become whatever that the the thinking mind is thinking. See, you're thinking about somebody who's not nice to you, or you're thinking about someone who you have lost, and now you're depressed because you know you you feel sad you lost somebody. Okay. The, the, there's so many the, the different kinds of emotions that people have. So now you become that emotion, and once you become that emotion, you're locked in there. And, and it, it's difficult to disentangle you from that feeling because you, ad, you they identify yourself with that very feeling without knowing. That it's feeling and the feeling and the emotion are just products of the clinging mind of the clinging thought that the mind has see that is why it's, it's difficult and these are the stuff that is not easy to understand I know I know that but it does so it does need practice it does need Investigation, but that is the only way to understand ourselves to understand the 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 working process of our mind now thinking as you know, they are good thinking, okay yes. Thinking that is not good is a thinking about, oh, you know, that we call it the thinking of the ego mind. The thinking of, of say, oh, I shouldn't, you know, uh, that shouldn't happen to me. Why me? See, that kind of thinking. That is called the thinking of the ego mind. Okay. I'm sad. See, see, that's that kind of thinking. Now, the other kind of thinking which is beneficial to our humanity is, let's say, you were in a lab doing the research. You're trying to figure out a formula, trying to experiment. You do the thinking there also, trying to figure out a mathematical uh, formula, um, you know, uh, whatever, solving um, different number, calculation, and all that. That is also thinking. And it uses pretty much the same amount of energy as the other thing. But that thinking has nothing to do with you. You see? When you're thinking at work, let's say you are doing um, IT work, solving uh, technical issues, Okay, or fixing a car, you're thinking, okay, how do I unscrew this screw, do that lock? That kind of thinking is beneficial because that kind of thinking has nothing to do with our uh, emotion. Okay, that kind of thinking is problem solving, that is different, but then. For example, you try to unscrew something or whatever, and then you can't figure out, okay? And a lot of people can't figure out things, and then they get mad. Now, that's a different kind of thinking, okay? They get mad, they get upset. That is the emotional thing that kicks in, right? So and when the emotional thing kicks in they start you know thinking about stuff um, that is not productive and they start saying stuff that is not productive instead of uh, figuring out a different way you know they just toss the wrench away and say yeah, that's it I give up and all that and you know, so now you see the different kinds of thinking right one kind of thinking is beneficial and the other kind of thinking is um affecting the body negatively the, is affecting our health negatively is a thinking of it is the emotional thinking the emotional thinking the negative emotional thinking especially why me You know, I don't deserve this. Okay. Um, Many, many, many other things I'm sure you know. So, see, the mind is a very superb tool if we know what to do with it. And it can also be a very vicious tool that can destroy the world as we know it. And that's why it's so critical. It is so important to understand this mind. Never underestimate this little thing that, you know, arise, that blow up into you just because somebody says something you don't like in the kitchen, that very little thing can destroy the world. That very little upset feeling in the kitchen, in the car, can break up the family, can break up relationship, can break up the world. So bring the practice to your every moment of your life. Don't leave it in the book or at the temple. The practice is here and now with you every single moment of your breathing life. Once you get that then your mind becomes you can become clear once you understand the rise and fall of the mind, the different emotions of the mind, once you start not identifying yourself with this emotional mind, when you start to understand that the mind comes and the mind goes due to different causes that happen. See, these are the things that we have studied and now we can see it in the real life. We have studied it in the book, in the temple, about the cause and effect. But now you can see it in your own real life about how your mind is functioning, the cause, the effect, the poison that, it, the, that affects the mind. Once you understand all this, you will then little by little start to become detached to the clinging mind. Okay? Now as you progress you will start to see that the mind is the mind that is just happened and you start to recognize the mind process and the sense of clinging is less and less right the sense of clinging to that i am right to the feeling that i'm that i'm upset that sense of clinging and holding on to that feeling becomes less and less okay and at one point you will realize the benefits that oh Without this sense of I, the hold on and the clinging to the I am right, create more peaceful you. That is the benefit of it. Okay, that is the ultimate benefit once you understand. The process of un, of of the mind and you become less clinging and holding on to your to the, to your own to the righteousness that your clinging mind has been in the habit of holding on to. so that's the point I'm trying to make for you today. So you can bring this into your daily life practice. As always, I hope you get something out of this period. Hopefully, you benefit some. Until next time, Namaste.